0: Welcome to another episode of All About Life. This is your host and your boy, V.I.C. I hope that you guys are doing great out there. Today is Roll With Me Tuesday, guys. Just roll with me Tuesdays. I hope you guys are doing great. I hope that when you hear this episode, life is doing good. And I hope that you are living it up, pursuing your purpose, and just going for it. Today I got two subjects to talk about. The first one is gossip and how we talk about gossip. The second one is anger. And a little tip that I found today that just kind of revolutionized the way I think about, not just anger, but my emotions. And so we're going to tackle it with gossip first and how we talk about gossip. The way this came about today is I was watching TV and this show called The Christian View came on. So I watched it. And what it is, is... The Christian version of the show, The View. So right there and then, I was apprehensible about it, but I still tuned in to see what they were talking about. And they were talking about gossip. And the more they spoke about it, the more I understood that they themselves, they didn't know what gossip is by definition. Them. I can't let them rest, lead it, pour it out my chest, And nothing left, and death is coming wet, I'm praying, Jesus, keep me blessed, in all this mess, love to see me fall, love to see me die, guess what, I'm so high I can't slip my cruise so off on my damn wrist, lift off of this planet, I know you can't stand it, when I walk in like a bandit, with the hat, in get no bitch. I'm back, bitch. And when they began to talk about it, they began to use generalizations, which is gossip, right? Because you can't generalize or say a general statement and it be true because there's so many variables in life. That when you do generalizations, you're practically gossiping. You are spewing out details that are not confirmed as being true. So when you say things like, if they talk about you to another person, they're going to blow it up out of proportion, or if they come to you talking about another person, They're going to talk about you in a negative light to another person. And this generalization is simply not true. Will some do it? Yes. But will everybody that comes to you speaking or venting about another person, will everybody that does that, Go behind your back and do it to you? Definitely not. That is not a true statement because we cannot generalize a whole humanity based on some bad examples. Now, can you say, do people do this? Do some people do this? Yes. In fact, some people do it as a habit almost. They almost don't even know they're doing it. Where they talk to you about another person, then they're talking to another person, and they start talking about things that you've told them or just generalizing about you or saying things about you without proving it true. But to say that every individual that comes to you talking about another person will inevitably speak behind your back in a negative light that is simply not true we don't know we cannot assert those things indefinitely true so that's the first thing that kind of irked me as i watched this show i mean it, it really did irk me because of a few reasons one of them it gives christianity a bad name That is how you get people to feel like you're a judgmental person. When you speak in generalized terms, that's what you're conveying. That's your expression to other people is that you're a judgmental person. There's just too many variables in life to speak in general terms. About topics such as gossip. Same thing with other topics dealing with humanity. Such as race. Oh, white people always do this. Black people always do that. Hispanics always do this. Those are just not true statements. As soon as we put an always... Never, those terms in particular convey that you have facts behind that, but you don't. And that's what makes it gossip. So when you say somebody always does something, you're gossiping about them because that is simply not true. What evidence is there to support that? So anything that you speak and that I speak that has no evidence to support it is gossip by definition. So when we talk about other people gossiping and we, uh, how do I put this, convey intentions on those people gossiping, then we are, by default, gossiping about their gossiping. So that's the one thing that you just... Oh, man, it I just really, really grinded my gears today. <laughs> so, and, and that affects human interactions, too. That affects human interactions. The other thing that was really notable and worthy to mention is as they kept this panel... Going back to the Christian view, as they kept speaking about this topic, their bodies started taking on a very self-righteous position in their seat. Almost as if they were speaking about it as if they were better than the people who gossiped which is also a judgmental thing to do. People can feel when you're judgmental. You don't have to say anything. Your face and your body posture will tell people if you're a judgmental person or not. Because self-righteousness and pride can be conveyed through body language which is another thing that i disagreed with with this panel because when their body posture changed it be, they became and as they kept talking about this gossip they in turn became very very judgmental about people who gossip i didn't see any sort of mercy being conveyed i didn't see any willing to help or strategies to help. All I saw is a bunch of people talking about other people who gossip and how wrong they are and then an interesting happened an interesting thing happened as I kept watching. The one of the women there, I don't, I don't know their names. This is the first time I ever seen this show. But the woman that was in the middle began speaking about a personal experience that she had, where gossip had—I uh, don't want to say defamed. It didn't do that, um, but it uh, hurt. It hurt her, for lack of a better term. There is a more technical term that I can use and be all fancy. I just can't think about it right now. And she spoke about how gossip hurt her in her personal life. And that's when I caught onto it. Ah, okay. That's why we're talking about gossip on this show today. So then I have to question the motives of that particular episode are the motives really to help other christians uh, by giving them strategies on how not to gossip or was the motive to indirectly call someone out that hurt her by gossiping if you really pay attention to people and and how they act and do things you can really, if you pay attention, you, you can really find out the motives behind what they're saying and how they're acting. And normally and usually not to everybody, this is not about everybody, but in many cases, you can see the motive on the reason why they're talking about it, why they're passionate about it. And a lot of times it has to do with a personal experience of hurt or frustration or some personal gain. So this really puts, in my opinion, Christianity as far as Christian followers in a bad light. Because if I'm not a Christian and I am come across this show and I watch this, Seriously, I'm going to be like, why do I want to even become a Christian if that's how these people are? Look, look how judgmental they are. And now it's, it's one thing for like just a normal churchgoer to do this. But when somebody has influence where they have a show and like hundreds and maybe thousands of people are watching, that is an issue in my opinion because you're portraying a particular people in a bad and negative light because trust me if someone's a true christian that one of the true measures of a christian is we know how to interact with others without being judgmental and i'm talking about others as in people that do not go to church Because there's a different way that a true Christian will relate to somebody who is a non-Christian than somebody who is a Christian. Two different interactions there. Um, And judgment is not one of them. Condemnation is not one of them. Even Jesus himself said that he didn't come to condemn the world, but that the world might be saved through him. So when I see this happen, and how this show's going to reach Christians and non-Christians alike, that's when I'm like, oh, man. So let me assure you that this is not the way a true Christian conducts himself. And so even getting away from Christianity itself, with your regular interactions, I would encourage you to try to stay away from generalities. Because once you enter into generalities, by default, you're gossiping. And when you gossip, self-righteousness comes in, pride comes in, and then you become a judgmental person and you become a gossiper yourself. That's another... Point I want to make. If you really want to know if someone's gossiping or not, look at their body posture. If their body posture conveys self-righteousness and they start perking up, then that's pride sinking in. That's self-righteousness sinking in. That's them wanting you to take their side and believe that they're more righteous than the other person, the evil person who's gossiping. Um, so generalities are just not true, guys. Seriously. Nothing always happens. Something never happens. There are so many variables in life that in order for us to improve our speech, we need to get away from this. In order for us to not gossip, we need to get away from generalities. That's what it comes down to. And then you got to, if someone comes, talks to you about somebody else. Just ask them, what evidence do you have to support your claim? That's it. If they have no evidence, dismiss it. It's gossip. If there's no evidence to back it up, it's gossip. And same thing in the news. If you're reading the news, because there's a lot of gossip in the news. If there's no evidence supporting an article, it's gossip. Pure speculation. Dismiss it. It's no good. All right, guys, so after this break, uh, we will be talking about the emotion anger, but with a strategy, in a strategic way, um, to deal with it, and not just anger, but also any other emotion that I found today very, in my personal experience, revelatory and so insightful. So I'll talk to you guys after this short message. All right, guys, and welcome back. I really do appreciate you sticking with me through our um, short message. <laughs> and uh, we are back. We spoke in our last segment about gossip. And right now I'm going to talk about anger and a very good strategic way on dealing with anger not just anger, but really any emotion so you can be better balanced with your emotions. Balancing your emotions is one of the most important things you can do in your life. A balanced emotional life is the key to be able to handle life situations within itself. If you're emotionally all over the place, all over the map, what will happen is every single time an unexpected a suddenly comes in into your life that is negative, you're not going to be able to think straight through and to be clear-headed because your emotions are going to overtake your logic and they're going to overtake your reasoning. And for lack of a better term, you have the potential on just freaking out about it instead of staying stable in your emotions. And I understand and I realize that this is easier said than done. Dealing with one's emotions is a very difficult task, and it takes sometimes years of practice. Practice makes perfect with anything we do. Anything we do. Keeping a balanced emotional state is no different. Many times we think of practice, the word practice, and we apply it to skills, we apply it to, you know, music, bike riding, sports, driving skills. But what we don't understand is that practice can be done not just at the skill level, but at the personal level as well. If you practice speaking long enough, you're gonna become a better speaker. If you practice with your emotions long enough, you're going to get better at handling your own emotions. Anything that you do with practice gets better. Anything, not just on the skill level, but on the also personal development level. We must keep that in mind. Practice is not just for the things we do. We can practice on the things we are. That is just so important. That was so revelatory to me today in regards to practice and what it really is and how we can practice on other things other than our skills. So with emotions, practice is what's going to get us to a place where we have an emotional, stable life so how do we practice emotions it's not something you can grab i can't grab a certain emotion and bend it to my will until it becomes the shape or thing that i want it to be so how do i exactly practice keeping my emotions in check well emotions derive from thoughts And thought is self-talk. So when you're thinking about something, you're actually talking to yourself about something. You're having a thought about something. And your thoughts are attached to feelings. And thoughts and feelings together create experiences. But that's a whole different matter I'm not going to get into right now. So what do you do when you feel anger come up? I want you to do just one thing and just practice this every single time. Is this worth being angry about? That's the key question. So it's not about being angry all the time. It's choosing when to use your anger. It's not about setting yourself up. Oh, if someone does this to me, it'll make me very angry. That is different than if someone does this to me, is that worth being angry about? See, it's two different questions there. Two different mindsets and thinking there so when you do this recall things that you know for your as a fact in your soul that will make you angry and then ask yourself and really do inventory and say is this really worth getting angry about and there are some things that are worth getting angry about But when you get angry about everything, what'll happen is eventually that anger is going to turn into rage. And rage is, I would say, uncontrollable. Once you get to that point of rage, you do things that a lot of times you can't even remember the details of because the rage clouded all your senses and you just did. And rage is... Very negatively powerful if you let your anger get there. And how your anger gets there is by getting angry about everything and including things that you should not get angry about on a consistent basis. Eventually, something will happen that will make you jump over the edge and ride into rage, right into the sea of rage. Which is a very uncontrollable, stormy sea. And you can do this with all your other emotions. Is this worth being angry about? Is this worth being sad about? Is this worth being depressed about? Is this worth my time? Because when you think about something, you are spending time with it. So you can even take it to that level. Is this worth my time? Is this situation worth my time? Is it worth this emotion or that emotion? That is so liberating because now you're not being bounded by your emotions But you're choosing your emotions. Two different things. And when you can choose the emotions, which is choosing your response to any particular given situation, then you're in control. The emotion is no longer steering you through the road of life, making you get off of exits you don't want to get off in or you don't want to get off on. And now you can choose what exit you want to get off on. See, driving is very different than being a passenger. When you let your emotions just go all over the place, you're a passenger. And the emotion is going to take you wherever it wants you to go. Sometimes good, sometimes not so good. But when you get in the driver's seat, the emotion is a passenger. And so when your emotion sees something that it wants to react to, you can look for yourself and say, is this worth this reaction? Is this worth this emotion? And that's why this was so inspirational to me, and that's why it was so revelatory to me today. Because I'm guilty of my emotions driving me instead of me driving my emotions. So I had that aha moment today, where I was like, oh man, had I known this when I was younger, had somebody just related this to me in this way when I was younger, it would have saved me so much headaches. So many headaches it would have saved me. So practice this. Again, this takes practice and that's how you practice it with that one insight, that one question. I encourage you, practice it. Play things in your mind that you think might stir up anger in you. And then ask yourself, is this worth anger? Is it truly worth anger? And guys, frustrations will come. But they are, more often than not, frustrations that come are not worth us getting angry about. I see so many people, for example, they go to a fast food restaurant. The fast food restaurant guests their order wrong. They wanted uh, large fries. They give them a small fry. And they go off the deep end. They really do go off the deep end. And I've seen this at so many um, yeah, drive throughs and also inside the restaurant as well. Now, is anger a logical response or an even valid response to that? Frustration? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. That person just raised their heart rate. They went in that fight or flight response over the size of some french fries. To me, overreaction. And think about this as well. Your emotions have a physical application to you as a person as well. Anger has a particular reaction to your body, in your body. So does not sadness, so does not depression. All of our emotions, because we are one being, we are three in one, spirit, soul, and body. So all of our spirit reactions will have a, re, a, another reaction or a consequence in our body. And a lot of times it can even make us sick. It can make you physically sick to be angry all the time or sad all the time or depressed all the time. And that's evident even within the medical community. Talk to doctors, they will tell you that this is true. So, you also want to keep in mind your physical, the importance of keeping your emotions in check so that your body, your physical body, can be healthy as well. So that's another great opportunity here for you and for me, that the more we can control our emotions, the healthier we are as a person in our bodies. And the longer we'll live because the heart only has so many beats. So every time you put bring your heart rate up, You're essentially cutting a little bit off of your life and a little bit off of your life. Is it worth it? Is it really worth it over some frustrations? I don't think so. But maybe had that person known this and asked, well, is fry size worth getting angry about? They would have just said no. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. And I'll talk to you guys in the next podcast. And I hope this was encouraging and added value to your life. We'll talk to you in the next podcast.